0: idea of um, being much more open to partnerships not thinking about competition nurturing relationships Uh, that is
1: the, the seventh P of Humane Marketing The Startup Student Podcast the podcast for students who want to be their own boss where students and experts from across the world and I Christine give you practical advice we are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back. Welcome back to this amazing series, in the Startup Student Podcast. I'm back with Sarah, unfortunately, for the last episode of the series, but I'm sure there will be more crossovers in our life for a lot of uh, projects and things. Uh, welcome back, Sarah.
0: Thank you, Christine. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We have so many things in common. We need to stay in touch for sure.
1: Yes, thank you. Right, everyone, as usual, listen to episode one, two, three, I would recommend it. And uh, today we're talking about the last two piece in the seven piece that Sarah is using in her model. Um, and this is about promotion and partnership. Should we dive right into promotion, I guess, is the next one.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the, the traditional idea of marketing, I guess, is you know, just how do I promote my product? That, that's, the, that's the thought people have the minute they go into business. They're like, okay, now I need to promote this thing. Um, and as you see for the uh, seven Ps, it's actually only the sixth P, only now that you have done so much reflection first uh, on who you are, uh, what your passion is, on your people, and then uh, created your product with value in mind priced it, now you're really ready to go out there and promote it. And and I feel like this promotion piece is also where a lot of the overwhelm comes for uh, a lot of people and kind of this dislike for marketing because they feel like they're constantly in this hamster wheel and hustle mode that they have to keep promoting th- their offerings so that they they can sell. So to me, uh, the P for promotion, yeah, comes with a heavy feeling for a lot of people.
1: It does. It does. Um, and again, it's about telling people what you're doing <laughs> with the passion and why you're doing things is basically... The promotional part of it so maybe reframe it reframe the word marketing reframe the word promotion um, and uh, in the end you have to get on with it <laughs> there's no way around it because if you don't tell anyone that what you do did exist or that you exist guess what no one will buy it (laughs) yeah
0: -hmm. yeah, you're so right about the the reframe it's this idea that uh, again this balance between the doing and the being right people think they have to go into promotion mode and do a lot of things where actually no they can still stay in being mode yet they have to talk about it like you said but they don't have to do all these marketing techniques that are out there. We don't need to be everywhere. I believe that you, um, what we're working with in Humane Marketing is this unique marketing superpower that you find the thing to communicate about your offer um, that feels good to you. So if you are not comfortable on Instagram or TikTok creating videos, then don't choose that platform. It's all about choosing the, the right vehicle and the right platform for where you're going to be talking about your passion and your unique offering that helps the people in, in your um, in your circle. So I think really understanding, again, how you're wired, uh, how your energy is, Uh, will help you make these decisions of saying, okay, yes, I do enjoy being in a fast-paced platform like Twitter. I do enjoy that. That gives me energy. Or maybe rather you're like, oh my God, there's so many people. I don't get overwhelmed. That's not going to be for me. I'd rather actually have one-on-one conversations like the two of us are having right now on a podcast and, and make that my main Uh, marketing or communication mode. It's really all about finding that thing at the intersection, of course, uh, of your ideal clients and where they hang out. Um, If you have, uh, you know, an executive consulting business, uh, you're not going to be very successful on TikTok. So, you know, you need to still choose the platform where your ideal clients also hang out. But I don't This um, usual traditional marketing advice that you have to be everywhere. Usually the people who tell you that the gurus who tell you that are the ones that have a big marketing budget, they have a team so they are not doing all all of this hustling. They have people doing it for them. So it's easy for them to say. And, and yes, ideally, if you had a huge marketing budget every month, then you could be everywhere. But frankly, you as a one person or a tiny team, it's, it's very hard to, to do everything. So I usually say start somewhere on you know, one platform that you already feel comfortable with and where your ideal clients are and start there.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I agree that you don't have to do everything that's out there. <laughs> you don't have to be on every channel and use everything. Be use something that's reaching. Of course, your 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 ideal person that you want to work with, that you want to sell your product or service to, for sure. Because uh, that's also a question to think about. If you say, um, uh, I I don't uh, I I want to use LinkedIn, and for whatever reason. Oh, it's a bad example, maybe, but uh, the p- people um, that you're aiming at are not on LinkedIn or not at least for this kind of product or service, then I usually don't. I would advise not to use it. However, you need to be also comfortable uh, with and happy with the um, channel that you're using because if not, you're losing the motivation, you won't enjoy it. Um, Sometimes it's worth trying and see. Oh, I didn't think it would be like this uh, because it. I can tell you, no matter what kind of marketing activity you're doing it becomes a bit easier usually with time because you're used to the process you get to understand how it works you can always outsource stuff as well but yes for sure um, not everyone has a big budget and the people I'm working with usually don't have a big budget uh, for for this so that's why I'm also looking always into low cost or no cost marketing things that people Mm. can do and uh, there's a lot that you can do. And nothing is for free because also your time is valuable. However, um, people can often invest time but not money. And that's also okay. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a big trend also I I start to notice um, about people actually not wanting to be on social media at all. So I started notice that, noticing that a few months ago when I uh, put out a series of emails to, to my audience and it really resonated with people. I think, you know, 10, 15 years in, uh, people are actually tired of the constant hustle and they're thinking, well, you know, people created businesses before social media exist, existed. So... Maybe uh, with this whole value change that we went through during the pandemic years, um, more and more people are going to be interested in, you know, finding ways without necessarily spending hours uh, and hours per day on social media. Because again, this really, in my opinion, uh, contributes to this overwhelm where they feel like they have to schedule all these social media posts, then adding comments when people are commenting on their post. Um, I was reading um, yesterday in an article or in a book maybe. Oh yeah, it was um, in Jenny Blake's book, Free Time. Um, It's a a really good book to kind of think about this idea of systematizing your business and making sure that you have uh, enough time to spend it on Things that you really want to spend it on, and not just uh, on your business. And so she was sharing an example of someone who uh, calculated how much time she was actually spending on Twitter, and uh, calculated that I think for the next, I can't remember, 20 years maybe, and or maybe more can't remember the exact numbers, but it ended up being three years of her life spending just on Twitter, posting and replying. And it just made her really sad. She's like, I only have one life. Do I really want to spend three years on, it must've been You know, in the next 40 years, maybe she was like 20 and she calculated the next 40 years. She's like, three years I'm going to be spending just on Twitter. That's insane. And so she completely quit social media altogether. So I think there's going to be a trend uh, where people are like, well, okay, I still want to promote uh, my business. but I'm gonna look for other ways that are not necessarily only on social media. And, and there's tons of ways, you know, there's, uh, there's the good old back to you know, networking events, referral marketing, uh, podcasts, you don't have to be on the social media obviously it helps to uh, then promote it, but we could easily promote each other's podcasts now via our email lists, right? So there is ways to grow your business without social media. And I, 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 it, it kind of fits into the promotion uh, part here. So I just thought I'd bring that up because I see it as a small trend that is growing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I do know people that offer only um, in-person local workshops <laughs> right. so also there you can obviously do geotargeting online and stuff like this but for right. them works to put a poster in certain right. places and f- put flyers in or maybe offline uh, and right. networking um, so yeah really see what uh, what really works best for you mm-hmm. right
0: yeah you're right it doesn't have to be online it can be in-person workshops at the community center or whatever i think it comes back to this definition of success what kind of business do you want to uh, create that fits your definition of success and and maybe in terms of the pricing what's your enough because you still got to cover your cost and expenses
1: yeah exactly okay um that was already uh, a lot about the promotion part anything else before we move on to partnerships
0: i think promotion again is just really this idea of communicating about what it is you're passionate about i also talk in humane marketing a lot about the bringing more of you to your marketing so now that we know who we are um and what we stand for, we can really bring more of our stories into our marketing and into our promotion. And then it really just can be joyful and can be feeling like flow because all you're doing is you're sharing your stories, uh, whether it's on your newsletter or podcast, or if you enjoy social media, it's on social media. And, and it's just, you know, bringing all of you as a human into your business and sharing stories that will resonate with people. So it doesn't always have to be about your products and services. Um, Actually, most often it's probably not, or at least the, like when I create a newsletter, the intro is always some kind of story of what I'm living right now and experience I've had, sometimes personal, sometimes business and then it kind of weaves into, okay, here's the program that I'm promoting right now. But that is the communication part. And, and yes, I guess there's there's some skill to it to kind of create the story in a flowing way. Oftentimes I tell people, don't overthink it. Just really, you know, tell the story. And then by the way, you know, this is the program that I have about this topic.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, what about the the last P, the partnership? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So as I mentioned uh, in the last episode, partnership kind of came uh, in the beta rounds of the Marketing Like We're Human program. I st- I still had process in there as the last P. And, and process, obviously, is kind of more of a left brain P. And so as we were collaborating on creating this program together, uh, people told me, well, it shouldn't that be one of the P's of, of, of humane marketing? Because the new, I always talk about this new business paradigm where we're using business as a lever for good, we're using marketing as a lever for good. And it, it really is this idea of, well, let's do things more together with other people rather than trying to create everything uh, by ourselves. And that then became the P of partnership. So for people, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, I really think it's time to reach out to other people and use our assets that we already have. So maybe it's an email list, maybe it's a social media following to help each other grow and realize that there is no competition. There is only win-win situations. And that's the mindset I think a humane marketer has. It's like, well, yes, I want to win, but I also want other people who have the same worldview or who are you know, creating businesses for the larger good. I want them to win as well because then we all win. So this idea of um, being much more open to partnerships, not thinking about competition, nurturing relationships—that uh, is the the seventh P of humane marketing, and it's it's kind of a muscle to train because we've been so conditioned to think about competition and people stealing your clients and people stealing your trademark, and that's a whole other story I can go into after, Uh, you know, like, we're conditioned that business is a tough world, and we need to protect our assets. And it's, you know, it's like kind of this male energy and yang. And, and I'm like, well, what if we looked at business as a different thing where we create things together, and we all win? And so I think that really resonated with, with, yeah, with heart-centered entrepreneurs, where it's like, yeah, we're in this together, and if you win,
1: I win. For sure, <laughs> it always should be a win-win situation, win-win-win, and win, win. depends on how many parties are involved, mm-hmm. um, because you want value out of things, and other people want value out of things, um, and um, I've done some partnerships uh, where I delivered some programs together um where uh, co-writing books um or something like that so it's always for me I mean doing this podcast I'm for example I'm extremely grateful for everyone who comes on here um for me it's a win because I'm personally learning a lot from the people I'm talking to I have inspiring interesting conversations um but also my um my listeners, obviously, they get a lot of value out of this. And then third, this is the win-win-win situation. Um, Hopefully, the guests have interesting conversations, uh, learning new things, but also um, show their expertise and uh, promote, basically, their services um, and what they're offering.
0: Yeah, yeah. The podcasts are a great way to, to... To me, it's always like the start of a collaboration, right? Because... We, especially in your um, kind of format, you you really we really get to know each other. We we spend you know several hours together, mm-hmm. so it really feels like the start of a you know future collaboration. And I think in the past we did, we started not to take time for these relationships anymore. We are, we all just focused on more technology and, and, and all of that, where if we go back to focusing more on how can we help each other? I think that is part of the marketing because usually once you have uh, reached a certain exposure, you tend to always kind of be circling in the same people but when you create new partnerships then you are getting you know the 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 new reach that you want you're being exposed to different people Uh, now I'm on your podcast and so the people who are listening to your podcast they they love you right and so they trust you so (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure and so by you bringing in people that you say i want this person to come on the show that means that they already are kind of war- more warm towards me because they're like oh this is a friend of christine's and so th- this should be a good person because you've done your due diligence so i think just you know exploring these partnerships it gives you the reach to a new audience in a really warm Welcoming way, rather than let's say, you know, ads could be another uh, way to to market, right? You just put out ads. Um, what I've noticed uh, back in the days when I did play with Facebook ads, um, it just gave, got me the wrong people, right? It was always the wrong people because I can't say in the Facebook ad, you know, this person should have this worldview. Um, it should mm. believe in you know, uh, this kind of movement or whatever they, they only have demographics and tiny bit of psychographics, but, but yeah, it always got me the wrong people. And I'm like, you know, that's not going to work for me again, if you're selling a product, maybe that's a little bit different. Maybe you can get some good results with, with Facebook ads, but even with part, with products, I think partnerships are a great way to get new reach
1: yeah for sure and it's really just like you say it should be and it will be probably a win-win situation depending right. on its tangible revenue and so on or sales or anything or non-tangible things personal growth yeah. um having a good time (laughs) okay Uh, don't underestimate these things there's so many things uh, uh, to do when you run a business if you're an entrepreneur if you are a startup if you're a freelancer I put it all in the same same pot um, that we're running and rushing from one to the next uh, without stopping it and uh, enjoying what we're doing for a lot of times Um, yeah Okay, uh, what else uh, before we wrap up the entire series, actually, not just the, the episode? <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe just a, a slight warning regarding um, this thing that people call joint venture partnerships. Um, I kind of burned my hands with, with those a couple of times. So joint venture partnerships are usually... Um, they're revolving around or they're revolving around money. So the idea is I expose you to my email list and then I have an affiliate link and, you know, you help me basically sell my products and I pay you a commission. Um, and there, there's like a whole group of people who are offering these joint venture partnerships. And I think, again, if the worldview is aligned with this partner, uh, then I'm all for making some money by, you know, exposing this person to my list. But if the worldview is not aligned, and it really only has to do with making some money, then things can go really wrong, and you can really, um, yeah, you can you can damage your reputation with the people who trust you. Again, what we what I said before, people. Trust you to bring in good guests to the show that somehow believe in the same things. When if you, you know, got someone who's like uh, really telling people to go pushy, pushy selling techniques and so on, then people would be like, "Huh? Why did you bring on this person?" So with the joint venture partnerships, it's the same. You are basically responsible uh, for who you bring on and who you suggest. To as a partner to, to your email list or to your audience. And so, if you're doing it for money reasons, then often it goes wrong. And, and I'm saying that speaking from experience, because back in the days, the shiny dollar symbol did um, kind of put me off track uh, a couple of times and I always regretted it. So, be very mindful of that that, you know, yes, you can make a quick buck, but it's often not worth it.
1: Um, I mean, most of the people I work with, it's not all about the money. Again, exactly. we—it's the world functions with money and we all need it. And this is um, the business side of things as well. Um, however, only be driven by that. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, you might get burned. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, that leaves us uh, with uh, just saying... Goodbye for now thank you for listening and Sarah thank you so much for the input inspiring interesting uh, conversations that we had and looking forward to much more coming soon
0: Yeah. Thank you, Christine. I just like to mention to people again, if they are interested in these seven P's and want Mm -hmm. to download the one page marketing plan, um, you have to the link underneath the the, the episode or the exact humane dot marketing forward slash one page, the number one, and then the word page. And this comes with seven email prompts that really helps people to reflect on these different P's like we just did. So I hope it's it's helpful for, for listeners.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the last thing I wanted to say. Perfect. So on startup slash podcast, you can find all the links uh, uh, to the one pager, to Sarah's contacts and to check out a bit more about what she's doing and the seven piece and everything around it. Thank you so much. And goodbye for now, Sarah and listeners. Thanks, Christine.